0: dash plus dot com that's m u d dash plus dot com and use promo code try for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description
1: we always have choices and i think we often forget that and If nothing else, I mean, even if there truly is no other choice, which if you look hard enough, there probably is. It might not be the best choice, but there's normally another choice. We at least have the choice to change our focus. We have the ability to change how we think about these things. And this is why I always say that stress isn't the problem because we can't control or change the stress. That's why it's stress. If we could change it, it wouldn't be stress. We would just deal, yeah, we would just solve the problem uh, but we can change our focus and so I think that's really important and gosh I remember you know we all have days where we wake up and just kind of go uh, and you know life is beating us down or you know nothing's working the computer dies the photos disappear you know what the cat throws up all that you know you just hey we have that kind of day and I remember having that kind of day I was just I woke up and just no just felt no joy and I'm going through my day and I was just miserable and I didn't want to do anything and just one of those days and I th- saw a woman at a gas station stopped to get gas and of course the pump I wanted was not not working and I was just it just kept compounding and I look over and there's this older woman and she's trying to put air in her tires and my first thought was I don't want to go help her you know I felt this like slight obligation of go help the older woman and then I thought Groover you know go help the woman and so I did I walked over and I said you know can I help you Oh dear, that would be so great. And I spent, you know, spent five minutes helping this woman put air in her tires and checking the, you know, the tire with the gauge thing and, you know, did, it. and I kind of, I walked away going,
0: And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta.
2: Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have Kathy Groover, PhD. She is a motivational speaker, an award-winning author, winner of Beverly Hills Book Awards. She has earned a PhD in natural health and has authored seven award-winning books on stress, wellness, and alternative health. She has studied mind body medicine at the famed Benson Henry Institute for Mind Body Medicine at the Harvard Medical School. And she has been a featured expert on numerous publications like uh, Glamour, Fitness Time, Wall Street Journal, CNN, Huffington Post, Marie Claire, and Dr. Rose's The Good Life. And now she is here with us. And she will share some amazing things, I'm sure. And I've learned a lot because she's also a TED, TEDx speaker. I've uh, heard and I've watched her um, TEDx speech. And I th- I thought that it has some great ideas for us. And uh, I'm really happy to, to introduce to you Kathy Groover. Welcome.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Definitely. So... Um, what I want to to learn from you first is what does gratitude mean for you personally?
1: Gratitude for me is it's a shift in perspective. Uh, I do a lot of speaking about stress, which is also a perception. So I think focusing on positive things, focusing on that, which is in our lives that is mm, leading us to something better. Uh, I think that's what gratitude is. I think it's, I mean, it's, Simply appreciating those things, those opportunities, those people that we have around us, uh, and it shifts our focus from the negative stuff, which is what we tend to think about. So, I think gratitude's a really useful tool, and I think we could use it more.
2: Definitely, I, of course, I definitely agree with this, and uh, I think it's it's a great tool for uh, for stress man- management as well. Uh, I know that you you have a specific specific uh exercise that you recommend and uh, that's really simple really easy to do Uh, and i would appreciate it if you would like to share it with uh with our audience
3: oh my
1: mini meditation yeah (laughs) Uh, i love it yeah you know it's i i was a horrible meditator i'm very type a um so, when, and I'm a dancer. So, when people would tell me to sit on a pillow and still my brain and quiet my body, I know <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Terrible, terrible. Um, and when I studied at Harvard, I had the privilege of learning about the mini meditation. And it's great for people who are on the go. You can do it for 30 seconds, you can do it for a half hour. It's simply concentrating on your breath. And you're not trying to change it, you're not trying to slow it down, speed it up. You're just using that as your anchor. And then on the inhale, you think, I am. And on the exhale, you think at peace and you just keep repeating that over and over and over again. And it's what's so great and easy about that is if you're thinking I am at peace, it's harder for other thoughts to intrude. That tends to be the biggest complaint I hear when people are trying to do seated formal meditation is, you know, all these other thoughts come in and I joke about it It used to be my to-do list meditation where I'd get, you know, two minutes into it and I'd realize, oh, I forgot to call that guy, you know. So this way it's occupying your mind uh, because two thoughts can't occupy the same space at the same time. That's sort of a physics axiom, but it's, it's close. So just repeating, I am at peace and concentrating on the breath and then the second key to that is when thoughts intrude not if because they probably will when thoughts intrude just dismiss them without judgment and go back to the i am at peace and you can substitute that with anything i am uh, I have good health. I, you know, uh, an ohm or Mary, or and you can replace that. I am at peace with whatever fits into your belief system. Um, but it's so great. And such an easy thing to do. I do it multiple times a day. Um, and I recommend I've taught that probably to millions of people by this point. It's, it's a great tool.
2: That's awesome. Do you want us to do it right now? Like, can you lead me? into this sure. and uh, of course our <laughs> listeners uh, this is the good part about uh, a podcast that our listeners can listen wherever they are uh, hopefully not uh, not driving right don't... yeah
1: don't close your eyes if you're driving it's a whole different kind of stress yeah no so okay so go ahead and close your All eyes right. and you're just going to concentrate on your breath the rise mm-hmm. and follow your chest And you're just observing it. You're not trying to change it. You're just letting it happen.
3: And on your next inhale, think I am. And on all of your inhales, think I am. And on your next exhale, think at peace. And on all of your exhales, think at peace. Inhale, I am. Exhale at peace. And if other thoughts
1: pop in, just dismiss them without judgment. Let them float away like clouds on a summer day and return to the inhale I am and the
3: exhale at peace. Beautiful. And do one more inhale and exhale and open your eyes. This
2: is beautiful.
3: You just meditated. (laughs) It's, It's so funny. I do this during
1: conferences and when I'm speaking and typically that's my first break during the hour long workshop where I can grab a you know, like a drink of water or something. So I had this almost Pavlovian response of, Oh, I get to drink water now. It's kinda of funny. I've never I've never had that happen. That was kinda of interesting. But now good 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 work. And what that does is it shuts out all those negative thoughts and it stops that fight-or-flight response, brings us back to the present moment, because in the present moment, there is no stress. The stress is behind us in things we're remembering and dwelling on, and in front of us in those things that we're worried about that may or may not even happen that are completely out of our control anyway. Um, and it also trains us to respond rather than react. And that is a huge problem. You know, we have these knee-jerk reactions. We overreact. We want first responders. We don't want first reactors. So, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for us to take a little break, take a little vacation in the, in the middle of whatever we're doing. Um, I've started doing it when I'm driving uh, because it's one of the times I still get really stressed. I'm very impatient. It's that Capricorn thing we talked about. Uh, <laughs> So you know, when the light is red, rather than sitting there getting irritated that the man in front of me stopped on the yellow when I thought I was going to get to go too, I take my hands off the steering wheel, don 't close my eyes, and I just spend whatever time amount of time that is doing the mini meditation and it's you know why would i why would I spend those thirty seconds a minute, however long it is, driving myself crazy and or grabbing my phone, which in, you know we 're not even supposed to do um, rather than taking that time to meditate and calm down a little bit so it's and you can do it anywhere it's great for kids too kids love it
0: <coughs> this is this show is sponsored by better help one of my favorite artists beautifully sings that if we open up our plans then we are free but unfortunately it's usually not that easy most of the time we have responsibilities errands and things we said yes to that we didn't actually want to take on I believe we'd have more time for that thing we always wanted to do, even if that's just taking a nap, if we were more proficient in setting boundaries. But I also know that doing that on your own is hard. Thankfully, therapy can help us do just that. An objective perspective from the outside is very helpful in becoming aware of when and where the boundaries are not clearly set or not clearly communicated. I am very excited to see firsthand the relief that seeds DSO1 daily Symbiotic provides in terms of digestive discomfort. Our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body, and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, immune system, and much more. Seeds capsule is tested to get to where your body really needs it. and use code 25GRATITUDE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO one Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude. Code 25GRATITUDE.
2: This is awesome and I think it's very useful. The more simple things are, the more useful and the, the easiest, uh, the easier it is for us to actually do them. And uh, I think you... Um, you got to uh, an important point uh, about uh, being reactive or responsive i've i've read this in hardwiring happiness that uh when we are in a positive state and we're not in the fight, fight or flight state um we we are in a, in a much better um state to, to, to handle everything and gratitude helps with that also to get us into that state in which we don't feel that you that we need to uh, feel threatened by something uh, either from the past or in the future and uh, I think this this is an important part of us actually enjoying our life experience rather than just surviving you know and fighting our day our, for yeah. our next day so, um, what I also wanted to to ask you is if you have a favorite quote on gratitude and uh, what it is.
1: Boy, you know, I don't, I don't know that I do. I actually thought about that. I don't know that I've ever read a book specifically on gratitude. Uh, I read a lot of Eckhart Tolle and a lot of Louise Hay and you know people like that. I think it's just a matter of being of doing it. You know, uh, I can't think of one particular quote, but I know anything you can do to stay in the present moment, uh, anything you can do to focus on that positive stuff other than the negative stuff. And I know when I was doing my, I think it was my master's, uh, we were actually using one of Louise Hay's books for a textbook. And I had been reading her since high school, her little blue book of, you know, like correspondences between the body and the, and the, the thought process. And one of the things we were asked to do was look in the mirror and say, I love and accept myself just the way I am. And I remember doing that. And at first it feels weird. You're like, I'm talking to myself and I'm an only child. So talking to myself is not normally a problem, but to actually look in the mirror and make eye contact with yourself and say that was, you know, the first couple of times, like I felt like an idiot. Um, but I remember teaching that to so many of my clients and there was a client I had, she was an older woman, and she had a horrible, she had a, a lot of life circumstances that led her to being in a pretty negative place all the time. And so I told her about that little exercise and she looked at me and she goes, oh, that's I could never do that. And I said, what do you mean you could never do that? And she said, oh, this whole self-love thing, I just don't get it. And I thought, oh my God, how sad. Like, it was weird for me at first to, just to say it out loud, but for her to say I could never do that and that she totally didn't get the idea of loving herself to me was really, really sad. Um, and so I pointed out all the positive things in her life that she eats good food and that she swims every day and that she plays bridge with her friends. And I said, you know, that's self love. So Louise Hayes' quote about love and acceptance of where you are in this moment we can always strive for more, but we have to. Sometimes we might not like ourselves but we always have to love ourselves. And so I think that's, that's kind of one that
2: stood out to me. Definitely, definitely. And it works uh, great with, uh, uh, with what it says in the Bible, to, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't mm. love yourself and you don't <laughs> appreciate yourself, you won't be able to appreciate and to love uh, your neighbor. Or you will be, if you're hard on yourself, um, the tendency is to, to be hard on other people as well. And especially on on the people that are closer to you because you they, 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 they're close to you and they're part of you, so you you feel that it's it's okay to treat them the same way, and uh, that's not very good. Um, but what what should we do when when it's hard to be grateful when things really don't seem to go our way when uh, we may feel depressed or when we have a certain uh, bad thing happened to us. What mm-hmm. can we do to, to get back to gratitude?
1: I think, you know, we always have choices and I think we often forget that. And if nothing else, I mean, even if there truly is no other choice, which if you look hard enough, it probably is. It might not be the best choice, but there's normally another choice. We at least have the choice to change our focus. We have the ability to change how we think about these things. And this is why I always say that stress isn't the problem, because we can't control or change the stress. That's why it's stress. If we,
4: Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports!
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Could change it, it wouldn't be stress. We would just deal, Yeah, we would just. Solve the problem, Uh, but we can change our focus, and so I think that's really important. And gosh, I remember—you know—we all have days where we wake up and just kind of go, "Ugh!" And you know, life is beating us down, or the you know, nothing's working. The computer dies. The photos disappear. You know, what the cat throws up. All that. You know, you just have that kind of day. And I remember having that kind of day. I was just I woke up and just no, just felt no joy. And I'm going through my day, and I was just miserable. And I didn't want to do anything. And just one of those days. And I. saw a woman at a gas station stop to get gas and of course the pump I wanted was not, not working and I was just it just kept compounding and I look over and there's this older woman and she's trying to put air in her tires and my first thought was Ugh, I don't want to go help her you know I felt this like slight obligation of go help the older woman and then I thought Groover you know go help the woman and so I did. I walked over and I said, you know, can I help you? Oh, dear, that would be so great. And I spent, you know, spent five minutes helping this woman put air in her tires and checking the, you know, the tire with the gauge thing. And, you know, did it. And I kind of, I walked away going, I feel better. You know, I got out of myself and I took that that I was feeling and I put that into productivity for somebody else. Or if I'm starting to feel overwhelmed with tasks or, oh, I don't want to do anything today because I've got you know, so many various things going on. I see clients and I do the writing and the speaking and, you know, so my day consists of about like four full-time jobs and there are days I don't want to do anything. Um, I w- or I'm feeling that things aren't moving fast enough for me or whatever my issue is. And I take action. I do something. I'll respond to one email or I'll do one speaking proposal. Or I'll do one research thing. And you can get out of yourself that way. You can get out of your own way by either doing something you know, generous to somebody else or by just taking that negative pent up energy and moving forward on your own. Uh, So I think those are things you have to change your focus. You have to look for the positive in things. You have to look at a different way of reframe those things. We can tell ourselves whatever story we want. I mean, we really can. And unfortunately we tell ourselves negative ones. So change your story, make it a happy ending. No, our brain doesn't recognize the difference between what we're thinking about and imagining and what's actually happening. So if you're dwelling in that negative thing in the past, you're going to have a fight or flight response. You're going to keep reliving that over and over and over and over. It's what PTSD is. So change your story. Think about something else.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I remembered uh, your story about uh, going to England. And I, I think this, this, this would be... Uh, a good time for that and uh, i would appreciate it if you would like to share uh, share it with us because i think it's it's really good uh, with having that type of moment when gratitude is <laughs> really the the last thing that you think about
1: yeah, absolutely. It was, it was my, and you know the story already, but I'll, I'll yes, I'll, yeah. tell, I'll tell for all the, for all the listeners. Uh, so it was my dream to go to um, England and I had never been out of the country before and I had an opportunity to go. And so I spent a couple of days in London and then I wanted to go out into the countryside. I wanted to see Stonehenge and you know, all these great things. And I realized the only way I could do it to see all the stuff that I wanted to see was to rent a car, like, the, you know, get on the bus with a bunch of people was not going to work. So I rented a car my first time out of the country, and I drove on the wrong side of the road, on the wrong side of the car, because in the States, we don't do that. And I headed off into the countryside. And my first stop was Stonehenge, which was just mind-blowing, absolutely amazing. And then I went to Woodhenge, which, you know, people didn't even know that existed, which is right up the street, actually. And then I kept driving, and I went to um Averbury, and the entire town, I mean, it's just you're walking through these stones, and it's, it's the coolest thing, this big old church with these old gravestones, and it was amazing. And then I went to Bath because that Roman influence to me was just so cool. I loved being at Bath. And then I went to a little town called Stanton Drew. And Stanton Drew is – they basically have a church, a couple houses – and a henge and I had read about it in this book of sacred sites and you're know, all this stuff. And you're basically trekking through this guy's backyard to get to this henge and there's sheep and there's cows. And I sat in the middle of these stones and I meditated. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to meditate then. So I, I sat there. I probably just daydreamed or something. Um, and I realized that if I had to get going, because my ultimate destination was Glastonbury, um, the Tor, ancient Avalon. And I wanted to sit up on that hill at sunset and like put my arms up in the air and, you know, hope some mystical thing happened. So I realized it was time to go. And I had this car thing down. i driving on the wrong side of the road. So I take off from Stanton Drew and I'm driving down the road. I'm about seven miles from my bed and breakfast. And I got the radio going and I'm, it's, I'm, all, I'm, I'm higher than I've ever been because this was just the perfect day. Dream come true. <clears throat> And I come around a blind curve, and there's a truck in my lane. And I swerve to miss the truck, and my tire hits this low wall that sort of runs all through the countryside of England, and you know these roads, they're not made for barely one car, let alone a car and a truck. So I hit this low wall, and my tire blows, and I'm stuck there, and I'm furious because my day's interrupted. My vacation's interrupted. Why is this happening to me? I felt horrible and I really just wanted to complain. Like I wanted to stay in that negative state for a while. And I thought, you know, who can I call in California and who can I complain to And I don't know anybody? And <clears throat> I pulled it together enough to call AAA for the tow truck to come. He said it could take up to two hours. I'm like, oh my God, two hours. This is horrible. I can't sit here for two hours. The sun's about to set and I'm missing my opportunity on the tour. And I, I kind of pull it together. I'm like, okay, okay. Gotta call the lady at the bed and breakfast call the lady at the bed and breakfast. Now, meanwhile, it's starting to get cold. The sun is starting to set. All these cars are driving by. No one's stopping. I'm getting more and more irritated. I call this woman and I said, Hey, it's Kathy Groover. I'm on my way to you, but I, you know, I got run off the road and my tire blew and I'm stuck here and I'm this stupid truck. And she stops me and she said, are you safe? Which now in hindsight, will sure makes perfect sense. In the moment, I'm like, what the hell, what do you mean am I safe? I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm not happy. Um, I said, I guess I'm safe. I don't know. She said, and I started to complain again and she interrupted me and she said, are you looking at something pretty? Wait, am I looking at something? What is wrong with this? What, like, what is wrong with you? Am I looking at something pretty? I don't know. I'm furious here on the side of the road. So I, I said, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't no, I, you know. And I just kind of got all flustered. And I wanted to complain to her about how horrible this was. Like I wanted her to commiserate with me in this moment of we all done that. We all want to like call a girlfriend and complain. And she interrupts me again, and she said, so you'll sit, you'll wait, you'll look at something pretty, you'll get here when you get here. And she actually hung up the phone on me <laughs> and left me sitting there on the side of the road. I was just flat. I'm like, she just hung up on me. Oh, my God, she just hung up on me. And I was furious. So this just added to that negativity of, oh, my God, now I don't even have anybody to talk to about this. And I sort of took this pause. And I, you know, fumed for maybe a couple more minutes and then I realized, okay, I can't, I can't change any of this. No one's going to come magically appear to drive me to my bed and breakfast with an abandoned car on the side of the road. I have to wait. I have to wait for the AAA guy. I have to sit here. Let's look around. And so I turned away from the road for the first time and there was this beautiful field behind me. I was sort of sitting up on this ridge and there was this field down below me. There was a tree right there. And, I realized, oh my God, this is beautiful. So I kicked my legs over this low wall, it was maybe three feet tall, and I turned away from the road. I figured the AAA guy would find me. I'm sitting there, but I, I watched this field, and the sun started to go down. So those colors started to change. That that what they call Godlight sort of started to happen, where everything went amber, and then there was all these little patches of shrubbery. And as the sun went down, I could see the shadows changing along the, the bushes and there were cows and sheep out there and the wind would blow and I'd hear them kind of talking out there. And then the wind would blow a different way and the smell of this sweet grass. And I've actually smelled that a couple more times. I go, Oh, it smells like England. Um, and I just had to watch the sun go down and it was stunning and it was beautiful and it was in that moment. And The AAA guy came and we changed the tire. He was maybe there in a half hour, 40 minutes. I don't even know because I was immersed in this scene that I chose to look at. And I got to my bed and breakfast and she had dinner waiting for me and all this stuff. And I missed the sunset on the tour that night. But I realized that that my quest, I mean, because I truly did look at this trip as a quest. I thought I was going to have some amazing spiritual experience. And I did. But it had nothing to do with standing stones. It had nothing to do with ancient Avalon. It had nothing to do with me putting my arms up in the air and hoping something was going to happen. It had to do with me listening to this woman who was smart enough to tell me, shut up, just sit there and be present. Uh, because I hadn't studied any of this yet. I was still you know, an infant in my um, mind-to-body medicine experience. And so, uh, that was, that was a lesson of that trip. And I've carried that with me. That's something that occasionally will stick with me. And it even happened recently where I call, I was, I seriously almost missed a talk like (laughs) a cucumber truck overturned on our freeway. And I'm in Santa Barbara. I'm a little bit North of LA and we have one way in, and one way out. And the freeway was blocked with cucumbers. And my first thought was, should we make a salad? Should we make something? <laughs> like, what do we do? And But I seriously thought I was going to miss my talk. I like, it was like, it was pushing it. And I called the, I was speaking for a cancer center. And the woman said, well, hey, you're on the coast. At least you're looking at something pretty. And I went, oh. <gasps> Oh, I am. I sat in my car and I looked at the ocean because I had no no choice. I couldn't get out and clean up the cucumbers. I had to hope that it got done in time. And I made my talk with like two minutes to spare. But it's the same thing. It's like we can always change our focus. And if you don't think there's anything pretty to look at, close your eyes and think about something pretty. Uh, You know, we, again, our brains don't know the difference. So focus on that beautiful sunset. Focus on that, the look, the giggle your kid gave you this morning when you tickled, tickled them, the, the, how cute the dog looked when he went, mm. you know, what, there's something around us that we can be grateful for. There's something around us that is beautiful. Um, so look at it, find it. That's, you know,
4: we have the choice. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate?
0: and use code 25GRATITUDE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude. Code 25GRATITUDE.
2: Exactly. I love the story and I love the fact that um, you turn it around in a beautiful way. And I think that this is a great metaphor for our life in general. Like uh we all have challenges, and we all have things that uh, make us, that trigger us, that make us either fl- uh, fight or or fly. Um, it's it's natural. This is how things work. But the one thing that we can do is to ch- to change our focus to to see on the other side of the road the fact that it's actually uh, a beautiful. Uh, evening in the countryside of England and uh, there are amazing things that we can enjoy there and Mm -hmm. I think it's it's the same in general in in our life Um, but before actually uh, experiencing gratitude like um, I don't know were you always taught to be to be grateful to uh, see life through a grateful heart
3: Mm.
1: No, I don't know that, you know, it was never really an issue. Um, I was a pretty happy kid, but no one ever really told me to be happy. No one ever explained the whole shift your focus thing. You know, all that just sort of came out of my learning. Um, My mom passed away when I was young. Uh, She died when I was 18. And I think that, if anything, taught me the seize the moment thing that I have, that go for it, Um, because I do have this very clear knowledge that we don't know how much time we have. And all we have is this moment. We don't know what the next moment is. So I think from that, I grew to realize, well, do what you want now. Do what you can now. Focus on the good stuff now. And again, not to say I don't have days where I'm like, ugh, (laughs) because I think we all do. But again, we have a choice in that. So no, I mean, my, my, my father is, he's an amazing caregiver. He's funny. He's friendly. He can strike up a conversation with anybody. Uh, And I've definitely inherited that from him. And I think that's one of those, uh, you know, I just got back from Havana and I ended up striking up so many conversations with people. And of all things, I met a couple from Los Angeles, which is only an hour and a half away from where I live. We ended up spending a day and a half together uh, because we hit it off so well, because I will turn to the person next to me and go, what do you think of this rum? Or, you know, I'll have these conversations. Uh, And I think that's focused on that getting outside of yourself thing. And I think gratitude is that as well. We can be grateful. You know, one of the things I'm so grateful for is as a dancer that my body works, that my body allows me to do the things that I want to do. And when I'm in dance class, there are times I just grin because I have so many clients and people I've worked with who can't be in this dance class with me. Either they're older, or they had an accident, or you know, or they just their bodies hurt. Um, so I'm grateful for those things inside me, but I'm also grateful for those things outside of outside of myself. And that's how we learn and we grow is by making these connections with other people and talking to strangers. To me, is one of the best ways to do this. safe strangers, not like creepy strangers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, getting outside ourselves and and experiencing those other things because you learn something from everybody. Everybody Definitely. you talk to knows something that you don't know, and I think that's one of the reasons we make these connections. Sometimes it's you giving them something, me helping the woman at the, and sometimes it's you getting something from them. Which I, you know, it's it's this conglomerate of things. So, yeah, I think it just evolved as I did, and I'm still still growing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and I also love um, uh, another story that you shared with uh, with the trapeze. The fact that uh, so we're not going to go into all of the story because we uh, our time is nearing uh, <laughs> nearing the end. But um, I love I love the metaphor of uh, the fact that uh, we should let go. We should go for it and uh, trust that uh, like when we fall, there is a net there, and there's something uh, that's going to to catch us, and that uh, it's safe to yeah. To do this, and uh, I think this is this is a, a really good one. If you want to uh, say a few words about this,
1: yeah, I started doing trapeze a couple of years ago, and I thought it would just be this do it once and done thing. But I, I really grew to like it, and because of my. I love being physical, physically active and I love adventure and I love that feeling of flying, like put me on a swing as a little kid. Oh yeah, you couldn't get me off the swing. That was, my, that was sort of my safe place was that feeling of <laughs> going back and forth. So when I discovered trapeze, I was absolutely hooked. But you know, it's a scary thing. You have to climb this really tall ladder and you're standing on this teeny little platform with Sometimes three or four other people, you're kind of going, this this is not possible. Um, and the bar is really, really heavy and you reach out and it sort of pulls you out and you have to hold yourself back for just that right moment. And the more I started doing trapeze, I realized it wasn't just an adventure. It truly was a metaphor for mindfulness and, and that life thing of you have to go for it. At some point, you have to jump off that platform and you have to let go. You have to trust. Okay, I'm going to let go. And there's been so many people who go to do trapeze specifically to overcome that fear, which I think is a great, it's a very safe way to do it because you're belayed in. There's a net. There's people there holding you. You've got ropes. A um, little safer than you know cliff jumping or all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's so many people who finally jump off the platform, typically with a scream, which is always kind of funny because it echoes through everything. Um, <laughs> and then they don't want to let go. They're terrified to do that fall and In looking at them, it's so interesting because from our perspective on the ground, we go, yeah, but you're only going to fall like four feet and there's a net there. But they don't know that. They just know that they're hanging there. And so many times the coaches have gone, you are going to let go one way or the other because at some point you can't hang on anymore. So you might as well let go and not exhaust yourself. You might as well let go when they tell you to as opposed to trying to
3: muzzle your way through it.
1: And then they go bloop and they're like, oh, that was it. You know, so it is, it's about. And I just realized as I was saying that it's about shifting your perspective too, because others can see things that you can't. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a parallel. It's a metaphor for so many things, but really go for it. Jump off that platform. Everybody right now, go do something that you've never done before. I have clients that have never had a meal in a restaurant by themselves. And I eat by myself all the time because I travel by myself when my husband can't be with me and I'm an only child. I'm very comfortable being by myself, but you know, go try a different restaurant, drive a different way to work, go try an activity you've never done, try a food you've never tried. Go for it. What, why not have that experience? If you don't like it, you will never have to do it again, you know? Um, but it's just, I, I love encouraging people to get outside of their comfort zone. This is how we learn and grow and expand. So yeah, jump off the platform. There's a net. It's Okay.
2: And exactly. And there is another thing that, uh, that I love about this metaphor that you, that you also mentioned the fact that, uh, there is when you let go and when you, when you take the, the step, uh, there's someone to catch you and to go to get you to the other side somehow. And I think this is like, this is such a great metaphor for so many things. And I forgot to mention this. And I think it's quite important because when you let go, um, People might appear in your life that can help you get to the other side mm-hmm. and and I think this this is this is amazing like uh, it's it's very inspiring because it's very visual at, at least for me like when you when you see this it's much more clear than uh, when you make a bold decision in your life or when you tried something new mm-hmm. because you don 't know what's going to happen but with with a trapeze you know how things should be going at least when you're when you're down and you look up at at that (laughs) maybe when you're actually there it's not that clear but uh, it's still a good metaphor Uh, so um, do you have a few people in your life that you feel uh, particularly grateful for like they've impacted you they've helped you along your way and that you would like to mention
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, my husband—we've uh, been together 20 years, and he's—I'm so happy he's in my life. We're such amazing partners. Um, so that's cool. I'm—I'm I'm glad for my father. He—he he raised me. Um, and he took such good care of my mom. So that's, you know, always so grateful for that. And you know, there's been so many, so many people that just weave in and out. You know, whether it's a guy in an elevator or uh, a woman in a grocery store. You know, I'm grateful for all of those people who have crossed paths with me. Uh, I've had a couple teachers who've been so instru- instrumental to helping me develop who I am. And I, I could say names for hours, uh, but you know, there was a woman named Mrs. Ireland who she's passed, she's passed away now, but she was amazing. A couple clients, I'm like Dorothy and Alice, like all of my clients, every, everybody that weaves in that has, that smallest little influence has led us to, you know, it's that little drop and it's like, oh, well, I'm just putting a dropper in. yeah, but you get a hundred droppers and you have a whole bucket. So we have to gather all that from everywhere. So yeah, so, so, so many people, but yeah, my husband, my, my dad, uh, a couple of my teachers and mentors and yeah, it's, it's, I have a very, full, I'm surrounded by amazing people. Everybody that I come in contact with, I try to get some little connection with so yeah it's 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 very rich it's very rich
2: oh, that's amazing i totally agree and i think that we can definitely learn and get something from and anyone and everyone uh, mm-hmm. that we meet if we if we are in in that uh, way of thinking and of seeing the world yeah, so absolutely. um where can our audience find you where can our audience see your work
1: yeah, uh, I have two sites. Uh, TheAlternativeMedicineCabinet.com is sort of my more general site. All of my books are there. Lots of links to past media, a g- bunch of free resources, different websites I've found and things like that. Um, so that's there, all of my books. And then KathyGroover.com is my speaking site. So if there's an opportunity for a workshop, a lecture, or a conference, please let me know. Getting on stage and speaking is really one of my most favorite things. And links to my TEDxTalk are there and all my books and all that good stuff too. So and the alternative medicine cabinet.com.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together. I think uh you're an amazing person and that uh you shared some some great things and I love the fact that we we did something practical as well yeah. and uh hopefully our audience will um will take this as a habit whenever they they're stressed out and uh yeah